The Lash Bash Barbecue is this weekend, folks, and Penn State football has some important guests in attendance. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day football season's right around the corner my name is zach seiko i am your host of the show and i am joined by a special guest once again the everydayers know him very very well and thanks so much for being an everydayer folks or if you're new to the channel thanks so much for checking us out richie Snyderwright joins us on the show once again publisher of penn state rivals rutgers rivals and yukon rivals richie it's great to have you back uh, lash bash Coming up this weekend, Big Ten Media Days right around the corners. Podcast is going to go up. People are going to hopefully watch this all over Tuesday evening and then through into Wednesday so that our thoughts can be out there for Big Ten Media Days. And just get a, just an update on recruiting as a whole because Penn State got the two big defensive linemen and now they're looking for some more edge rushers. Uh, but let's begin with the Lash Bash because, Richie, you're very familiar with this. Uh, Dylan as well, contributing over at Rivals. And when... Penn State is able to come out of the dead period like this with a huge grand event. Okay, the Lash Bash is nothing to bat an eye at. This is going to have a huge list of guests, very important ones. A lot of them already committed to the class of 2024, but that's important because something that we've discussed, the everydayers are familiar with, Richie, is in the fact that when Penn State has groups of players that are already very pro-Penn State, this is a good recruiting bump (laughs) because you get the people that are most interested in the Nittany Lions to continue to recruit these new players that are looking for a home in college football. Yeah, no, it's it's huge to get all these guys on campus, and especially when there's a list of, I want to say, what am I looking at right now, 12 commitment guys, 12 Mm -hmm. committed guys already on campus, Um, along with all these uncommitted targets, it it helps. It's a... I know the end of the day, it's it's the coaching staff's job to recruit these guys, these targets and prospects, yeah. but it helps when you have a fellow high school kid that will tell you why he went to Penn State, why he committed to Penn State. So it's a it's an ever growing list and it's it's a big one, uh, especially for this weekend. Yeah, there's there are a lot of names, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna list them all here, but I do want to list the ones that <laughs> Penn State has committed that will be able to help the recruiting efforts, right? You have Ethan Grunkmeyer, you have Quentin Martin, Corey Smith, so both running backs are going to be there. Luke Reynolds, who is a phenomenal prospect. Uh, Agan Boyer's coming up. Cooper Cousins doesn't have a long trip, but he's going to be there. Garrett Sexton, Donovan Harbor, basically all the big nasties coming up front for the offensive line. Uh, And then defensive linemen, Xavier Gilliam, DeAndre Cook, and Malachi Williams. So those, those are the ones that are currently verbally committed to the class of 2024. And then some, there's still a few others. Uh, for you, it's it's not it's probably not about solidifying relationships with them. They're committed. They're going to sign when National Letter of Intent Day rolls around the early signing period at mm-hmm. the end of the year in December. But the more important part of this is to be able to recruit maybe some other 2024 kids. It usually 2025 though. It seems like this is an event that Penn State looks a little towards the future mm-hmm. uh, with prospects who are in 25, 26. I mean they're. Quite a few of them that people don't know a lot of their names yet. They're mm-hmm. going to when those cycles become the the present in time. But Penn State, are you trying to get ahead of the curve? Are there any names in particular from those following classes that you're like, Penn State can make a really good impression on them? Yeah, so 
with recruiting kind of moving up more and more nowadays, it's not too crazy for these guys to be committed. Like for example, um, Jalen Matthews, a 2025 kid is yeah. already committed to Penn state. He'll be there this weekend too. And he's a top 150, not top 100, top 60 kids. Sorry. Jeez. He is uh, a lot higher than I, I previously said, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's not insane for them to kind of push to get these kids kind of committed already because recruiting moves up more and more each year, and along with that, it's you kind of want to build your class each year before this period, before even getting to training camp. So their twenty twenty four class is pretty much done. So like you said, they're going to focus on the future. And a couple of the notable names I'm really keeping a close eye on are Bakim Kritza. It's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's coming up from Miami Central. Um, yeah. Also, keep an eye on Sine. I, I always pronounce this one wrong. Sine DeGraffenwright out of uh, Atlantic City High School. Okay. He's a little under the radar. Uh, he's got really good size, and I, I got a chance to see him twice this spring. And uh, he's just a talented pass catcher. He's not afraid of contact whatsoever, will go up and high point the ball. Yeah. Um, I know they're doing a really good job with him. And this is going to be a very New Jersey heavy class for 2025. Um, especially because they already have two New Jersey recruits committed in who I said before, Jalen Matthews and Amari Gaines, who most likely is going to be there this weekend is working out travel arrangements uh, currently at Sine de Graffenwright. And then there's another one in DJ McClary, a linebacker out of uh, Schneider high school in Jersey city. And he's a top 100 and I think he's one Oh two for us. So top 100 basically for the most part, but he wanted to make a, a late summer decision. It sounded like, and he already has a top eight. And from everything I've been told, it's basically Rutgers or Penn State because he wants to stay extremely local. So yeah. I think Penn State's in a really good spot there. And uh, one other name I keep forgetting, I shouldn't forget this one, but Michael Carroll, who is a Penn State legacy, uh, his dad played at Penn State, I think it was the 80s, I believe. I got to double check on that one. But yeah. we actually future casted him to end up as an Nittany Lion. And from everything it sounds like, it could happen this weekend. Yeah, it would make sense, too, with all the festivities going on. Again, Lash Bash coming up this weekend. Very exciting. I'm going to be there, so I'll be able to document and bring that content to, to all of you for Lock On Nittany Lions and Penn State Rivals, happyvalleyinsider.com. Richie, if I'm looking at this list, I'm going to go out a little bit further and go to the class of 2026 just because mm -hmm. I'm already enamored with him as a prospect. Messiah Mickens. If you want to continue that running back you, that RBU trend, I'm not declaring mm -hmm. that Penn State is, but when you have Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Journey Brown before, of course, the health issues off mm -hmm. the field, right? Uh, and then now Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, and Corey Smith, Quentin Martin behind him. Why not continue the trend and go get one of the best prospects in the nation? Definitely one of the best in Pennsylvania when it comes to running back position. So mm -hmm. I, I like Messiah Mickens. I also like Elias Koch. I think he's uh, just a very outstanding young man, For first and foremost. Uh, this is somebody that works very hard. This is someone who is very personable from what we've just seen with the way that he communicates with coaches uh, and, and media. And I, I like him as a prospect as well. And Penn State can never have too many receivers, especially with uh, Marcus Haggins in the fold. Uh, but you mentioned Jalen Matthews. I mean, that's your headline prospect in the class of 2025. Georgia trying to see if they can peel mm -hmm. him away to see if they can get him in, uh, and flip him. And it will be interesting because he did commit very early. But if Penn State is able to continue to chip away at this recruitment and make sure that he stays solidified in the class of 2025, it's events like this that are able to do just that. And you already said it with with the quarterback and crits. I mean, quarterbacks are obviously the most important position in this class in, in just in general. 
in the sport of football. I just got done watching the quarterback Netflix series, and it makes me think completely different about it. Um, Peyton Manning does a really good job. But when you're looking out, uh, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the class of 2025, but when you're able to get the attention of someone like Kritza, who's down in Florida, Miami Central, T.A. Cunningham's going to be mm -hmm. attending there. Uh, the, the relationships being built with him, that's a good sign for Mike Yersich in Penn State. Yeah, I mean, just starting from the beginning of what you said, uh, Messiah Mickens is full-fledged like, There's just no way around it. I know we haven't ranked 2026 yet, but I'd be shocked if he wasn't a borderline five-star or five-star even. Yeah. Um, he is just absolutely phenomenal as a prospect. Uh, Ty Howell's doing a great job there recruiting him, um, putting in a lot of effort. Every time I talk to Messiah, though, it's he always is, speaks so highly of Penn State, always says, that's, that's home, that feels like home. And he, he's saying the right things. He's already taken other visits. He's taken trips to Florida, Alabama, Georgia, West Virginia, Tennessee this summer alone, along with Penn State, of course. And just to get him back on campus as many times as possible, leading up to his uh, upcoming uh, commitment, actually, because he told us he's going to commit um, ahead of his or during his junior year. So he, technically, I guess he still has, what, two more years, 2026. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we still have a year away until he makes a commitment. But yeah. I could see that timeline kind of getting pushed up sort of similar to like a Jalen Matthews type situation yep. where he's a 2025, but he's committing in what was it? March, April, May. I don't even remember at this point, but it was this spring. So I could see an early commitment for him and he's only about roughly slightly under 90 minutes from uh, his actual hometown. So yep. it, it would make a lot of sense for him uh, to end up with Penn state. And he's already got a ton of offers. He's got all those programs I said before, along with Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, et cetera. It's just, they're doing such a great job there. And then Elias Koch, who you talked about too, just good to get these kids on campus. I know they're younger. They're not ready to commit just yet, but they speak so highly of Penn State. And, I mean, as long as Franklin's still in charge in two years, which I don't see not happening, um, I, I think they have a great shot at both of those kids. And it wouldn't shock me if both of them were – I would say Mickens is probably number one in Pennsylvania right now, but it wouldn't shock yeah. me if Koch was a top five, top ten kid in Pennsylvania too and could end up in Nittany line as well. Yeah, very talented prospects. You can never start too early, especially in this stage, stay, uh, this day and age of NIL. Yeah. Penn State has to recruit this way. I mean, Penn State has a very good NIL presence, but I'm being honest, it's still not Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. What do all these schools have in common, Richie? They're all SEC schools. So until Penn State <laughs> is able to match the SEC, and the SEC is not going to let up, they're not going to let any wiggle room, but Penn State, I think, is doing a good job with the resources that they have in NIL coupled with the way that James Franklin and the staff recruit, uh, it, it's very telling, and you're seeing the dividends. The fact that Penn State doesn't have to throw money, dollar signs at these players, and they're still able to get as much talent and as many quality people. These are quality human beings. You're getting some of the most mature athletes across the nation to come to Penn State on top of that, and, and I think that's just very telling with what they were able to do, given that well, we're not going to throw hundreds of millions of dollars at all these different players in one single class, unlike some other places. And we've noticed that it hasn't exactly worked out. Texas A&M, uh, maybe they proved me wrong in 2023. Richie, let's talk about some upcoming commitments that are potential for the class of 2024, even as important as a last bash is, which is why I wanted to highlight it to open up the show. When we get into segment two, we're going to talk about all that. I do want to th thank our sponsor, of today's show and that is ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every single player 
is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts, that is right, 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts with the right fit and the right prices all on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. And Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Check out the latest at happyvalleyinsider.com when it comes to recruiting the football previews with Big Ten Media Days. We're talking about that in the final segment. Camp coming up. Richie, of course, you're the publisher over there. Happyvalleyinsider.com. Dylan Callaghan Crowley, a strong contributor, the recruiting analyst for the site. Richie, uh, what can people expect with the content that's going to be over on Penn State Rivals? I mean, uh, like you just said, Big Ten Media Day is coming up. We're going to have a ton of content. We're going to have um, people there live uh, recording videos, articles, uh, audio. We'll transcribe in articles and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really say much, to, to be honest, at these media days. It's a lot of coach speak, which I get it. Some fans want to just just read what Franklin says, but I don't expect them to really come out and say, hey, we're making the playoff this year or anything mm-hmm. like that. Now, that being said, um, the media poll, I guess there technically isn't a sanctioned media poll for the Big Ten, which is weird in the first place. But um, there is one ran by Cleveland.com. It had Penn State uh, finishing third in the Big Ten East. Personally, don't see it, but they did have two uh, first place votes. Other than that, um, people selected Michigan and Ohio State over them. Again, I don't think that happens, but. We're going to have a ton of content on the site at pennstate.rivals.com, on Twitter at Penn State Rivals, where I guess it's X now, maybe not Twitter. I don't know what you call it, but um, we also have Instagram. We have threads. We have all that good stuff. Uh, I'm tired of downloading new apps, though. It's getting a little yeah. ridiculous at this point. But anything at Penn State Rivals, we will have all kinds of content from players to um, coach interviews, et cetera, et cetera. Anything Penn State related will be on our website. So stay connected with them. Stay connected with us at Locked on Nittany and at Zach underscore Seiko. Um, and of course, Richie's personal X account <laughs> as well. Uh, so let's let's go back to the, the recruiting aspect of it. And we'll talk more about the Big Ten media days. But that's simply put, really, I don't know that I had much, much different than that. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll break it down. Uh, and Jalen Harvey seems to be like the next one to commit. If you go to happyvalleyinsider.com right now, you'll notice that the future casts the only one that's there is for Jalen Harvey, and then there is Michael Carroll for the class of 2025, but mm-hmm. 2024 taking the precedent because now it, it's in the present, and Penn State doing a phenomenal job getting the defensive lineman that they needed. They set out a goal. They said, hey, we're going to continue to bolster the secondary, beef up the offensive line, get our two running backs, get our quarterback. There was mm-hmm. this debate if they were going to take one or two, but still getting Ethan Grunkmeyer uh, is still a win for the class of 2024 for Penn State. And now it was about playing catch-up with wide receiver and defensive line. You got four defensive tackles. Uh, Caleb Brewer potentially playing either offensive line, defensive line, whatever mm-hmm. we see in the future for him. 
but it looks like he's going to project at the offense at least to start. But you potentially have five defensive tackles in this class. You got Liam Andrews and T.A. Cunningham. Cunningham, who was a former top 10 prospect in the nation once upon a time. Liam Andrews, who is just a a pure athlete, could play O-line, D-line. And now you need to add to the exterior. So forget the interior for a second. Folks, you got the size you wanted at DT. But now it's about focusing on the speed at the edge rusher position. You have Malachi Williams, who was very high up on Penn State's big board. Richie, this is a matter of trying to reset the big board for Penn State from what you understand of who they're still targeting uh, in this class of 2024, Jalen Harvey. Let's start there. I'm confident that he will be the next one to commit uh, just based on the future cast. I, I mean, yeah. there's really no one else. I mean, Penn State is recruiting guys like Hardly Gilmore the fourth, but mm-hmm. they're really it. Normally, you have kind of the signs pointing in one direction or another, and people know if you follow along with this show and Happy Valley Insider that you're going to get the inside track on who Penn State's going to land as far as a commitment. Yeah, so we've been on Jalen Harvey for quite some time now. Um, I actually yeah. future casted him to go to Penn State back on, I'm looking now, October 18th, 2022. So Years. Been, <laughs> We're talking been a, years. It's been a while. Um, every time he goes to campus, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the week. And it's like, yeah. I want to say, what, he's taken seven? No, one, two, three, four, five, six, six visits to campus. So I was pretty close. Uh, since that, it's future cast. So it's like, I really thought it would happen by now. It, I don't know if he's, he's not going to be there this weekend. Could change, obviously. Yeah. But um, I do expect him to still go to Penn State. I still haven't projected to go to Penn State. Now, there's some funny business going on in his recruitment. Some other schools are starting to throw little numbers out there, whether they write it in uh, in public or they don't ever show anyone, obviously. It's never written on pen to paper. It's always just like, hey, we'll throw this number out, see if the hell will be interested. I know his camp is definitely uh, very interested in NIL. That's the big issue. That was the big hiccup that hasn't led to his commitment yet. I know sure. USC is very heavily involved. Um, some people in his camp are from California. He actually yeah. ran on the seven-on-seven squad from uh, from California. So it's a little weird situation there, how he got involved with them and stuff. But then there's Maryland, who's down the street from him, pushing the whole stay-home yeah. thing. Rumor is they're also throwing some significant NIL at him too. Do they have much? No, but they might just waste it all on one kid. So yeah. it's, it's crazy how this world works now. Um, Florida's pretty much in the background, but – Everything we've been told is that Penn State is still in the lead, whether it uh, was in the lead two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I'd probably argue they weren't, but it's just been kind of a roller coaster for the most part. Uh, I know it's a cliche that everyone uses, but that's exactly what this one's been. It's been Penn State the whole way, Then there was a big drop off a couple weeks ago, and then it was right back up to Penn State again. So I do think they have a very good shot. Now, he doesn't have a commitment date yet, but I could see it happening, honestly, any day. It, it's it's up to him whenever he feels right and feels the school is the right spot for him he could just go on social media whether it be x or twitter and go commit yeah make sure i don't, I don't even know what you're tweeting i don't know what you xing i don't i don't know what, don't the, know. what you Very call weird. it but yeah it's uh it's called x now everybody uh mm-hmm. and, and jalen harvey is an important commitment because like liam andrews like malachi williams jalen harvey was essentially i want to go with liam andrews was the number one on the big board and then you look at it, and 2A, 2B was Malachi Williams and Jalen Harvey. I, there's, I don't know who was the A, who was the B, but they were very important to a yeah. point that they were always next. And Penn State doesn't want to get one. They want to get both. Mm-hmm. Richie, is there anybody else in your mind at this point that Penn State's going to try to land for the class of 2024? I know some things could surprise us down the road. And this was something I talked about in the episode from yesterday. The everydayers saw this and, and listened to it. 
And I know that when it comes to recruiting, this isn't over. Don't think, well, because the summer, the football season starts, there's going to be some guys that emerge over the course of their senior year. Some guys that Penn State was heavily targeting and then they were waiting to take their decision. I'm not even talking about a Nigel Smith and a Brian Robinson necessarily. Those Mm -hmm. are two uh, high-end defensive end recruits that are are getting national recognition from just from everywhere, right? National. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, there's going to be guys that emerge in Pennsylvania. There's going to be guys that emerge in the DMV, whether it's Massachusetts seems to be like a popular recruiting ground for Penn State at this point with all the guys that they continue to land. And I think there's going to be some players that were either unranked or low three stars that will have a good senior campaign and Mm -hmm. honestly sign in or make their decision come late November, early December and be those that 26, 27, because right now they're at 24. So I don't anticipate Penn State taking five, six, seven more prospects. It's really going to get narrowed down to Jalen Harvey and then maybe a few other names. I, I'm confident they could flip somebody like a Rico Scott, who just doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me down in Alabama. Really good player, really good player. But going outside of the area like that, um, and Alabama continues to keep stacking some prospects as, as well. So I wonder if it gets a little too crowded. And Penn State, with only three ri- wide receivers at this point in time, does it make sense? Like Tizier Denmark, who flips away from Oregon, is the same thing setting up for someone like Rico Scott to flip back to Penn State and where he's from. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, from what I was told recently, actually, in regards to Rico Scott, is that Alabama wouldn't push like too much. If they like if someone wanted to flip him, they'd kind of just be like, eh, it's okay. We have other guys. Oh. It's not a big deal. So okay. that might be one to keep an eye on. Obviously, Hardly Gilmore, you talked about before mm-hmm. he's a he was a 2025 reclassed to 2024 in the middle of summer and then all of a sudden took a visit to kentucky that kind of tells you where he's leaning towards um yeah. he just released the top three i think it was kentucky penn state and i forget the third one ucf ucf, UCF. Uh, and i don't understand that one either but hey they are power five now so who knows yeah. but, big uh, 12 big 12 yeah, that is a it's still a conference for now um <laughs> but yeah it uh sounds like he's probably going to go to kentucky I do expect them to get one more receiver because they are pushing people. Like they're still pushing for Jalen Hornsby, who's committed to Texas A&M. Um, I know they're very active with him. Uh, they want a fourth receiver to join Denmark, Josiah Brown, and Peter Gonzalez. And mm-hmm. Hornsby, honestly, would be a, a pretty good fit. Um, another name, Alex Taylor's expected to make a decision at the end of this yeah. month. Um, I think he's down the what is it, Clemson, North Carolina, North Carolina State, and uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah. So, and obviously, good group. State too. So, um, we'll see what he ends up doing. Although, again, I think he stays in the Carolinas. You kind of get that hint, especially when you have three Carolinas or, yeah, three Carolina schools in your top five. So, yeah, he's from we'll there. What, yeah. yeah. Make a lot of sense there. And then um, they want one more offensive lineman, too. There's not a ton of names out there. I know Gerby Lambert is the one that everyone wants to talk about because he's the high four star, big name guy. Is it possible to get him? Sure, I'm not going to say it's not, but it just seems sort of unlikely. Um, I think he's actually number 62 in the country for us. And then there's uh, DeAndre Carter, who's uh, out of California. He's 78 in the country for us. He's he's just a one to really keep an eye on, but it doesn't seem like they have too much interest in Penn State recently with either of those guys. Maybe someone else, like you said, ends up uh, three games in, they end up shining a little bit, and it's like, oh, look at that guy. And I like to use that comparison to Chim Diona, where he was a nobody. No one knew who he was. Mm-hmm. No one even thought he was a Power 5 kid. Then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, what was it, November hits, and he added like 10 Power 5 offers. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, there you go. 
So I would say they probably finish with 26. I would say just because they're going to get a receiver, I would think. And they'll probably add probably add Harvey, I would say, to be hypothetical. And um, that would be 26. And you go into that senior year and uh, save some spots for uh, for late bloomers and high school kids or even just go straight to Portal. Portal's going to be active again, and yeah. it's going to start in December. We're not even – once that starts up again, it's going to be uh, the wild, wild west once uh, once all over again. And I'll finish with this because you bring up the transfer portal. Penn State's plan is to build and stack the recruiting classes for high school to build the foundation. Mm -hmm. And then you go get pieces out of the transfer portal where you're weak. Not like a Michigan State where you're like, all right, we're just going to put a free agent class together and see how it all meshes when these are college kids. These are college young men trying to figure it all out. It's different in the NFL when it, it becomes your living. Yeah. Uh, but these are people that never played together before, don't really have that exact chemistry. And Penn State's going with that. They're going to say, we're going to invest in high school recruiting. We're going to make sure that's still our strong suit. And then mm-hmm. go get the complementary parts, whether it's an Arnold Evacati, a Dante Cephas mm-hmm. this year, right? Guys who can come in and complement the team and put them over the top, hopefully. So, uh, But let's let's finish with that there, Richie, pivoting to the final segment here. Big Ten Media Days, okay, this is going to be short because, like you said, I, I understand the point of it, right? This is kind of the, the event, the holiday, if you will, to look towards and say, okay, college football season's right around the corner. I know that Pac-12 Media Days, Pac-8, whatever they are at this point in time with all the schools that are running yeah. left, and right, uh, left and right away from the league. Uh, the Big 12 just had Media Days, uh, the SEC – And now the Big Ten over the course of Wednesday, July 26th and Thursday, July 27th. Penn State's going to go up Wednesday, July 26th at Mm 12.15. I think I have that right. And James Franklin's going to speak. They're going to take out Olu Fashinu, Adisa Isaac, and I think I'm missing one more player. One more. uh, Keaton Ellis. Keaton Ellis is the other one. So they're taking three three of the seniors, probably, or three of the captains, if you will. Olu Fashinu is still technically... Uh, not a senior, but I think academically he could have graduated and uh, he's working on his master's, but he decided to come back. And this is a solid group. You are getting the best players right now on the roster to represent Penn State at Big Ten Media Days, but they're not going to say anything that is going to tip their hand, right? You, mm-hmm. you don't want to give anything uh, to the opponent telling them about like, well, here, this is an upcoming player that we're really excited about. He's going to be a big part of our game plan. Why would you why would you tell the public that? Why would you give not necessarily bulletin board material, but a blueprint for schools to say, okay, well now we got a key on so and so and we can't let him sneak up on us? Yeah. Well, the nice thing for Penn State is there's uh I shouldn't say there's no one starting to shine a little bit. It's just like everyone knows who the big names are already. Yeah. Uh, everyone point, knows you who, don't have to hide it. You can't you can't yeah. really hide anything. Yeah, you can't hide it when you're that big a name of a program, especially when it's like, hey, Drew Alar, Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, uh, Dante Cephas, everyone has tape on. Um, Fasha, uh, Fashionu, you were just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. D. Isaac, Abdul Carter, I could keep going. Uh, everyone knows who these people are, and they, they know what they're good at. So it's not like they're going to say too much there. There are a couple questions I would definitely want to get answers to. Like I would say, how uh, how's the relationship between Franklin and Kraft going? I know that they're talked about um, renovating some stuff, maybe redoing some more stuff at Beaver Stadium, which would be nice. Um, also, how's the NIL uh, situation working? I know it's clear as day; it was a pretty bad struggle. Um, I want to say what a year ago, maybe at this point. Yeah, and uh, it's it's taken a, a quick one eighty, and they've they've gotten a lot better. They've 
merged uh, collectives. They've done all that. You see them being more active uh, with events. I know you were at the, the Weiss supermarket the other day for the one event. Um, there's all kinds of other crazy things. I think they're going to, uh, they're actually going over in my territory in Avalon beach, uh, Thursday for, uh, we are at the beach event, which is kind of cool working on, uh, probably end up going there for that. And then, um, mm-hmm. just kind of see what the status is. I know you don't have to give out numbers and give out financial reports, but just what is the status of the new, the new look NIL situation at Penn state? I think that's a major one. Um, you could talk about the captains, but again, that's just coach speak too. Yeah. Um, I think DeLuca got named captain too, other than the other two that are already going to Big Ten Media's days and uh, Fashionu and Keaton Ellis. And then um, the last thing I'd probably ask about is probably just the Big Ten schedule in, in general. It's, it's completely different starting next year. There's no more divisions. Everyone has a protected rival but Penn State. I would probably kind of pick his brain, pick Franklin's brain a little bit and be like, what, why do you think that is? Do you guys like think you're going to get one when UCLA and USC come in or – what's the scoop here? Are you guys just going to wait for them to add Notre Dame and make that a protected rival? Yeah. Like what, what, what is this? What, what was the deal with that? Especially when you have like technically the greatest trophy game ever made <laughs> in uh, the, what do you call it? I can't, geez, I can't even talk today in the, the Minnesota game. So yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of interesting questions for him, but I don't think it's anything significant. Like you said, he's not going to, He's not going to say a whole lot. It's going to be a lot of coach speak. You don't give away yeah. any tips of the trade or anything like that. I know personally, after talking to coaches this offseason, both on and off the record, they've told me so many times, you never, you never really realize how how much their scouts and their scouting department actually goes on YouTube and just watches to see like their their reactions when someone asks a question about player X or player Y. And it's yeah. it's actually really interesting to find out more and more about that. But they they watch every YouTube video possible, whether it's me or you recording Franklin's press conference and they see like a little snap in the background and it's like, oh, who just caught that ball? Like, ooh. And then they'll just go look it up and then they'll go tell their coach or vice versa. And it's a uh, very intriguing how uh, scouting works. So they're not going to reveal much. I don't think this weekend, this week. No. Yeah. You stay, you stay very close to the vest um, mm-hmm. as, as the big 10 in general. Yeah. I, in 2024, you, you want to at least get insight to that because USC, UCLA coming yeah. in, but until that actually happens, that's not going to be necessarily the storyline, but I think mm-hmm. it's important to get, to have those questions asked, Richie. I completely yeah. agree with you. Just as far as if we're talking about the fan, the college football community, no one's really going to care. Yeah, no, nobody is going to care. Um, you are going to get questions about Drew Aller and and everything else. That's pretty mm-hmm. pretty standard. But you're going to get the coach speak answer. What what does James Franklin have to say that people don't really know about Drew Aller already? And he's not going to yeah. get. Well, here's a list of his biggest weaknesses and his biggest fears. Why don't you have that? That's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Everything's everything's going to be positive. It's going to be a public relations standpoint, mm-hmm. and I, I like Big Ten Media Days. It's interesting. I, I don't get the opportunity this time around to to go and be there in person, but it'd be quite an experience. And I know that the people covering it are going to love it. But at the at the end of the day, you're just not going to get. Hopefully, he does say something that is intriguing. Same with the players. Hopefully, they do say something that. Uh, is able to not only help drive some content for us, but just in general, a conversation, right? I want to be able to have conversations about this, but I'm not putting too much stock that we're going to get some fiery or spicy comment from really anybody at big from the big 10, not just Penn state. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty spot on. Everyone in the big 10 is actually pretty good with not, uh, with not trash talking. I know it sounds, uh, dumb to say out loud, but like it's this conference just doesn't trash talk each other. Now you go to, 
SEC media day, they're probably all saying like, I hate Saban. I hate Saban. You saw Kiffin actually say it. (laughs) He's like, you guys are just like, you're giving him fuel. Like he's just going to do it all over again. But uh, they really don't talk about each other that much, which I find interesting, especially because you have one of the arguably, I shouldn't say arguably, probably the biggest rivalry in college football ever in in Ohio State and Michigan. And they don't say really a word to each other uh, at days like this. But I think this event is mostly for national media now because it's for people mm. that don't know who Drew Allar is. And they're going to be like, what what stands out about Drew Allar? And Franklin's going to be like, hey, well, he was the number four, number four star, five star, yeah. number XXX in the class. He was one of the greatest recruits and I've ever landed since I've been here. Yada, yada, yada. It throws the ball far. Yeah, we, we know. Yeah. Like That's why for local media, it's kind of a uh, – I don't want to say it's pointless, but like we don't learn much because we, we see it mm-hmm. all the time. We already talked to him about Drew Alar in spring and all that. So it, it's not anything different from what we've heard. And like I said, it's more for a national media perspective. Richie, very well put. And I think we should finish there. So hopefully those commitments continue to come in. Lash Bash is going to be a lot of fun. Excited yeah. to be there on behalf of the podcast and on behalf of Happy Valley Insider. And then we'll see what happens with Big Ten Media Days uh, coming up here, Penn State. Going live Wednesday, July 26th at 12:15 Eastern Time. Richie, thanks for the time. Can't wait to have ba- can't wait to have you back on. And hopefully, Harvey commits soon, and maybe Penn State can get some under the radar name to uh, to join the class of 2024. And maybe the class of 2025 gets its uh, gets another commit as well. There you go. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. And I, I would stay tuned to our message boards this weekend. I, I have a feeling something big is going to happen. Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. If you enjoyed it, like the episode, share it with your friends and family, comment any and all feedback, what you think about the Lash Bash this upcoming weekend, Big Ten Media Day, and become an everydayer. Support the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel or follow along wherever you get your podcasts.